0: Welcome to Breaker Culture Weekly. The guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby. Sit back and enjoy interviews, product breakdowns, and hobby analysis so you can get your edge in the marketplace. And now, to the show.
1: What's going on, folks? This is Ty from Breaker Culture, and this is episode 58 of Breaker Culture Weekly. Uh, thank you so much for joining. As always, I appreciate your feedback and your comments throughout the week. Definitely helps us kind of figure out what we need to do to uh, keep putting out good content for you. The community continues to grow, and it is, it is great. hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, but today, you're going to notice, really right out of the gate, that this is one of the best quality podcasts that we've ever recorded uh, get a chance to spend an hour and 15 minutes with the guys from SBB sports box breaks. And if you haven't checked out sports box break box, Breaks, you need to, because their website, I've been saying this for a couple years. I'm three years now, sports box breaks, the way they leverage technology, the way they use technology on the website and their platforms is second to none. Really. It is incredibly impressive. Kevin does an outstanding job of leveraging technology to be different, to differentiate inside their business. Um, And you get to hear their story. You get to hear how they figured out what they could do differently, how they approach this changing hobby, things they've learned, a lot, a lot of good content in today's episode. I promise you're going to walk away with something either as an entrepreneur or as just a hobbyist. I think you're going to be fascinated by some of the things that they've uncovered in the five years they've been doing business. Um, We cover all kinds of things. They started really from the casino tables, moved into breaking. That's kind of their origin. And there's lots of breakers that have kind of had the, the, you know, gambling as a, as a backdrop to them forging into the, the group breaking market. But we talk about a lot of things that are always kind of fun to bring up, you know, the, 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 haunted M- eBay MC 99 madness. Um, and really should you be using eBay during your infancy stage in your business? Um, things they've learned about scaling their business, which is pretty cool. You know, why, why, why have they not hired anybody for, for their sorting and all that stuff? It's, it's really interesting to hear their take on that. Um, how to sell pizza at the County fair, <laughs> You'll, you'll get that here in a, in a little bit. Um, and then thinking about you know, as you build your business, what, do you, what, what does your ideal customer look like? And how do you build your business around your ideal customer? And things learn like maybe we should be coaching our buyers. How can you coach your buyers to be kind of that ideal fit for the type of breaker you are and the type of business you want to run? So lots of things for you to, to learn and, and to take away. And the one thing that I think you should listen for and – I, and, I, and I always say this because I'm a data guy – is know your metrics, know your metrics. And what I mean by that is there are a lot of things that are intricate to your business. And it's not just page views or um, watchers on your eBay listings. It's, it's you know, when do buyers buy? You know, how long are they staying and watching your, your, your broadcast? Um, little things like that where you can figure out ways to tweak and to be more efficient with your business and then also figure out what type of buyer you have. Um, so we talk about that towards the end. I think it's pretty interesting. Um, what SVB has learned with their metrics. So, yeah, listen, learn. They do have a, a pretty sweet coupon code at the end, so you have to figure out where that is. And uh, go jump on their site, sportsboxbreaks.com, and and uh, go purchase a break from them. But other than that, enjoy the conversation and have a great week. I'm doing well guys audio sounds good compared to ivan you guys sound
0: crystal clear <laughs> so this Thank is us
1: once you guys introduce yourself since we got two of you got jason and kevin uh from sports box breaks super super glad to have you guys on today which one's jason i'm jason from scranton pennsylvania
0: from scranton pennsylvania home of the office
1: <laughs> we'll weave that in somewhere um, yeah kevin you're from vegas right
2: uh, I am actually, yep. This is Kevin. Uh, thanks for having us, Ty. Uh, originally from uh, Pennsylvania, where Jason and I were good personal buds, and I moved out to Vegas just about two years ago. So, still kind of new to Vegas.
1: Nice, no kidding. Did you ever get a chance to to meet Marcel and the uh, and the Legacy Sports Cars guys over there?
2: No, actually. The funny thing, Jason was just out here last week for the whole week, and yeah. we intended. On kind of making a little uh you know, browser on Vegas to the different card operations in town and we just got caught up on the tables <laughs> and could not yeah. and find found ourselves not making it to any of that. So
0: our degeneration yeah. took over. Yes. Yes. How'd you guys do Did you come away winners? Oh, not, no, donate to the church.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> it was not a profitable week, that's for sure. But it was fun. That's it was a, fun.
1: It's all that matters. That's all that matters. Nice. Well you know, I was looking so we had an inter uh, email interview back in February of 2017. It was one of the first kind of stories we did on breakers and how you guys started. Uh, I can't believe it's been over two years since that happened because it feels like it was relatively recent, but um, you guys have been around for a while and I'm curious to hear the story of kind of, and I want you guys to tell the story in kind of your own words and let people know kind of how sports box breaks began. But uh, before we dig into that, what I mean, I would consider this to be a dead period in the hobby probably the, the most clear dead period, this period, I don't know, maybe end of May to beginning of July. Do you guys, is this, when you you guys do vacations and stuff, or do you, how do you find, find enough product out there, new product to kind of keep busy?
0: I'll, I'll go with the Kev. Uh, yeah. and then you could chime in. Uh, we can't take vacations. That's the <laughs> problem. I think, I, I mean, I'm not saying it jokingly or serious. Like if one of us goes away, One of us has to be like we did. I did breaks. I was on vacation in Vegas and I did breaks live from Kevin's place because, I mean, you disappear for a week and they forget about you. People forget about you. I mean, your regulars, of course, they're going to be there, but they're also going to go get their fix somewhere else. So we really try to uh, hash old product the best that we can. But, you know, with the prices the ridiculous increase in price from release day to a week after release day makes it really hard. So we try to put enough product on the site to, you know, keep us afloat. Doing a couple breaks a week or whatever, just to keep new faces coming in and having turnover. I don't know if you want to add something to that, Kev. But
2: yeah, no, Jason's right, and that almost speaks to uh, like I. Get into a lot of guys that um, you know. Some of the Twitch streaming guys, like with poker and live streaming with gaming, and they even talk about the same type of dynamic where if you take breaks from your live stream, and we're you know a different animal than in the same kind of genre, if you will, where we're live streaming, yes, but we're also selling you know physical product to these folks. Um, If you disappear and you're not top of mind. You will lose a small segment of your market, which is kind of crazy, but it is. Uh, you really have to be active. At least we found anyway, five years into this thing, you have huh. to be active as often as possible. So, yeah, the vacations are tough.
1: So, you're, you're saying the stats, the metrics back that up. I mean, is it not just paranoia?
2: No, it's you... definitely yeah, really? definite, – uh, yeah, there's definite Yeah, uh, there's definite data to show it.
1: Huh.
2: Yep. That's interesting. I mean – and it does, you know, the release cycles of the product play a big part in that. So like you were saying, it's a dead time and and it has been, you know, there's only been a couple of releases that have come out over the last month or so, uh, small little ones here and there, like what came out, uh, prison baseball and things like that. You know, we live or die by the new releases a lot of times as I think a lot of guys in the right. break scene do. Um, so yeah, you know, when a big product like Bowman baseball comes out, you're busy for, you know, two weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. getting that all broken and out the door. And then, you know, your lull time kind of sets in right after and.
1: But yeah. Interesting. I should have probably checked your site before I even said that because I'm looking right now and I see 38 available breaks. Is it, <laughs> so maybe it's yeah. not a dead time at all for you. Is that, well, is that a normal? Uh,
0: Well, I mean we have definitive up there now already, which comes out next week. We have was leather and lumber I put up yesterday. I put up finest, which is two weeks out. Now, we still have Spectra on our site. Basketball isn't one of our big sellers, but we still have Spectra. But we do have mm-hmm. some old stuff still. And whether it was rehash or we still have it left over from release time, we still have it. Um, but, th- I mean, when we first started, we would have a couple breaks on site. The breaks would end and, you know, our customers would disappear. And that, that was when, you know, Breakers TV was huge. <laughs> and everybody was, you know, making their living there. But... uh yeah. I, I mean, when our product and our shelves start getting bare, we go shopping, whether it's via retail or we go through our wholesale or if we're going on dealer net or wherever it is to try to get product just to have inventory on the site because if you're a casual breaker and you come across our site by a google search or facebook or social media and you come on and you see one break or no breaks and it's just a 2013 product or a 2016 product are you going to stay are you going to bookmark that are you going to want to come back to us so having those breaks up there at least shows that we are active you (laughs) know so you know we're trying to make it you know in this dead time of what's coming out I mean, yeah, I mean, we did 10 cases of tier one, you know, we, we've done two cases of prison baseball already. We've got three more to go. We've, you know, so, I mean, it is a dead time product release wise, but we're still doing breaks. We're still doing, you know, five, six breaks a week, if not more, you know, our, our peak is usually like 10 or 11. I mean, so. Mm-hmm. But that's what we have to do. We have to we want to give our customers something to do to, you know, create, you know, fill that sweet tooth, you know. Yeah. You need you want to break something. We're not going to buy a crap product. You know what I mean? We're going to buy something where we can make a couple dollars, Mm -hmm. but you can also make a couple dollars buying it off us. Yeah. You know, where there's there's something worth value in there. Right. You know.
1: Yeah, no, that's good. In other words, it's an opportunity. <laughs> it's an opportunity yeah. for you to, to to get people that are maybe thinking there's not much out there and you guys can provide some, some stuff. So I like yeah. it. So let's back up a little bit. And for those that are curious, you can go look at the article. Um, it's obviously two years outdated, but let's talk about how you guys did get into this. It's kind of a unique story. And I don't know if Kevin or Jason, who wants to start, maybe just talk about the origins of SBB and kind of how it all began.
2: Okay. You want um, yeah, to go I can. yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead, so go for it. I think um, you could almost say, and this sounds ridiculous, but like SBB was like born out of Jason and Mai's <laughs> love for poker and gambling. Like truthfully, and it sounds crazy, <laughs> but back in from the year two thousand until about two thousand eight, my brother and I co-owned a um, a bar restaurant in Pennsylvania. And it was during the, like, boom of poker, and we ran one of those, like, free tavern poker tournament-type things at our bar, right? Mm -hmm. And this guy came in, and I started, you know, developing a friendship with him. It was Jason. So, like, we developed this friendship through uh, poker. And Jason and I, for, like, a couple years, when poker was still available to be played in the U.S. online with Full Tilt and Poker Stars and that, we would hang out and, like – do like poker sessions where we would like anchor down in somebody's recliner with a laptop for like six hours and play a bunch of tournaments. And, you know, it was, it was a fun time. And, uh, you know, fast forward a bunch of years later, that was pretty much a dead thing. Like poker was, uh, you know, the department of justice shut that down. And, but Jason Mm -hmm. and my friendship remained for years. And, um, I guess it was probably we're coming into our fifth year now, which is 2014. So I want to say around 2013, we were, Randomly out somewhere one one afternoon.
0: I oh, think I, I know exactly where we were. Yeah, I <laughs> even, here, here to to show how big. Sorry to interrupt, but to, to show how big a degenerates we were. We were at a Chinese buffet eating before we were going to the casino. casino. So they might they might have shut online poker down on us, but we weren't gonna you know let that stop us. And I was watching a break that I was in with a certain breaker at the time. So a, a, a co-worker at my old college that I taught at told me about, hey, I know you collect cards. Have you ever heard of breaks? My boyfriend buys into them, which turned me into buying into them. So I was buying into, and I'll, I'll say it, Mojo and Layton. Yeah. That's who yeah. I was buying into. And I even met Layton in Atlantic City once to, and talked about me trying to do this. Well, then the one day we're sitting watching – essentially at the Chinese buffet, one of Layton's breaks and on you stream on my phone. (laughs) And I pulled a Deion Sanders mini helmet and Kevin's like, well, you get that now? And I said, yeah. And he's like, what'd you pay for the spot? I said, I don't know. It was a random for like 30 bucks. And he's like, well, what can you sell that for? I said, I don't know, a hundred bucks, whatever. And then we, I looked at him. I said, well, you're into computers and you're into website design and you're into that end. And I know this end, why can't we do this? And that's literally how it started. Besides the friendship and all that, but it, we can narrow it down to the Asia Star Chinese <laughs> in Pennsylvania <laughs> over freaking, you know General Tso's chicken, a little fried people, rice, a little yeah, bit
2: of Dion, yeah,
0: and a little yeah. bit of Dion, a little bit of fried rice, and that's yep. really how it started. Wow,
2: it, it did, yeah. yeah. And my back history, I think we talked about it in the uh, email interview, but like Uh I had been earning a living from, uh, you know, various uh, little endeavors online from 1997, like literally 1997, I was earning a full-time living over 56K dial-up on the internet, like where most people were just using their 40 free AOL hours (laughs) and like logging in. I I figured out, you know, I kind of figured out like how to really earn money on this thing and... So yeah, like my history with the internet and like, you know, e-commerce and marketing side of things goes back, you know, now 22 years, which is crazy to even think about. But yeah, it's a long, it's a long history. So, and Jason knew that. And that's why the partnership with Jason having been in the card side of things from a collector and a consumer standpoint and knowing that side for, you know, 20 plus years, it was like a good merge. Interesting.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I guess my question is why weren't you eating at a buffet at the actual casino? (laughs) (laughs)
2: right good question yeah right no good Chinese food yeah
0: yeah yeah Yeah, exactly
1: yeah I mean so I'm kind of curious though because I mean it doesn't sound like you neither of you really had sports cards in your background
0: prior well Jason did I mean I was buying I I would buy I would sell on eBay I understand you know I know some about the market yeah but but breaks were I mean, I might have been breaking for six months, like buying into breaks, Uh before we decided that I'm going to do the breaks. Like, it it, it wasn't easy. Yeah. Yeah. We thought, I thought, I never worked in internet retail. Kevin did. And Mm -hmm. I thought we were going to put a product out there. We were going to be cheaper than other people. And they were going to buy from us. I didn't realize how wild west, when we got into this, (laughs) people were stealing cards and people were, you know, the whole, I, I still, we still make a joke of it live on our camera. The whole Brandon Cooks 99 incident. Yeah. Every time, like, I, I bump the camera or something happens or a card's being held up too long, I just, you know, someone will put in the chat, Brandon Cooks 99, and we'll just start <laughs> laughing. But we didn't realize that. Like, we didn't right. realize, we thought we were going to be like, yeah. okay, we're selling cards and hey, they're selling it for $30 and we're selling it for $20. You'll buy from us. No, no. so yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah. there's a high level of trust that has to be established before the customer base i mean you could have and it it holds true to any internet product you could have the greatest website and user experience out there but if if you just don't have a level of trust or just a way to drive traffic or something into your website Mm -hmm. you know nobody's gonna buy from you even if your prices are better even if your prices are better so
1: yeah that's a good point that's a good point so take yourself back to 2013 and i Try to be as honest as you can. But when you when you approach the business together, Mm -hmm. what was your ultimate goal when you started?
0: Secondary Uh, income. That was me to have a little fun. Kevin, I I mean, I I won't speak for Kev, but I'll just say Kevin likes being his own boss. And I'll let
2: my ultimate passion falls in like, you know, and I did it for, like I said, a number of years before. But like finding these little niche uh, ways to earn your income where. I mean, I could wake up at 11 a.m. and I could roll into my home office and I can do my work. And, uh, you Mm. know, I just have like I've had a weird lifestyle as far as like, you know, sleeping habits and things like that. And these little, you know, Internet entrepreneurial businesses actually just really facilitate me to maintain that lifestyle. And so when Jason kind of brought this up, I'm like, I think we could do it. I looked around at the competition at the time and, you know, no offense to anybody out there. But like a lot of the stuff that I saw on the uh, you know front end side of their websites and stuff was was pretty basic at the time, and I thought, like, you know, I think we could do better than this. Like mm-hmm. – and I think, um, you know, again, speaking to what Jason said, like, it could be better, but you're still not going to have the customers. So, like, we struggled. Even though I felt we had a better experience, we really struggled to gain a customer base. Yeah. But, um, yeah.
1: What do, you, what do you guys think you did really well early on to, to start acquiring customers?
0: Did you, did you crack just,
1: the code on AdWords or what? You know, would
0: you, eBay? Okay. No, we're still trying to crack the code. Yeah. <laughs> right. We're still Honestly, trying to crack the code. Yeah, yeah, we
2: we still struggle to this day like there's times where like oh man we're selling like we're we're clearing the shelves off real fast and then like yeah. 2 weeks later it's crickets. It's, it's like there's consistency in this business has been like the thing that's eluded us. I mean, we have it to a certain degree now, but it's um it's still very difficult, you know, because mm. it's a niche within a niche. Sure. And it, you know, it, it is. It just really for, is.
0: For us getting on eBay I'll be honest. We again, and I'm not I'll give credit where credit's due. I picked Rich Layton's brain a little bit Mm -hmm. at the beginning asking and like we were going to go right to Ustream. And he was like, hey, maybe you should go to Breakers TV first. (laughs) And we had no idea about Breakers TV. We had no idea about that. And then Kevin was sitting there one day and said, well, what if we start selling breaks on eBay? But that at the time, eBay wasn't really breaker friendly right like you had to go through loops like they would shut us down i remember in for instance they would shut off the jaguars the browns and there was one more team every time for bowman you know in the 2014 14 oh, wow. and bortles they would what was it called kev mc 99 MC 999 they would flag, your listing. They would flag yeah. your listing and shut it down but we 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 needed to get a market like, you, you know, if you have no followers on Twitter, you could, you're tweeting out into what darkness. So like <laughs> social media, social media is useless there. So I right. mean, like that, that was our, our thing. We tried Google ads for a little bit and that didn't do much. And we tried Facebook ads for a little bit. That didn't do much. eBay started bringing in a certain crowd, at least getting people in the door. But I remember sitting at Kevin's kitchen table in 2014 and we're trying to break I think it might have been tier one or no inception. And we would sit there in breakers and someone would come in and we would just like start yelling. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Hey, yo, we're selling breaks here. And then they would think go of like away. like a car salesman set, on a lot. Yeah, exactly, that's basically. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like we would break one inception baseball that we were selling for a week. We might have made $20 profit each on it when all was said and done. Yet we're high fiving each other. Yeah. You know, it like, felt like this a big was, win. it felt like a big win. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah.
1: People forget. That was, I mean, it was five years ago. People forget Mm -hmm. how recent that really is in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's an MC99. That's so funny.
2: Leading up, yeah, leading up to uh, knowing we were going to do this interview, I went back in our sales records to see, like, when our first sale came in June 7th of 2014 is the date of our very first sale, and that was... uh, you know, coming up exactly almost five years to the day, like in two weeks. And that was, I'm looking at the, the order right now. That was Inception Baseball, 2014 Bowman Inception Baseball. Yeah. So, yeah, that's no what it was.
1: Kidding. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Huh. How many index cards did you guys sell through your eBay brands? <laughs> <Exactly>.
2: <laughs> photos yeah, of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, we have a listing set up as, uh, what, business cards, right? Yeah, you
0: will get one SBB business card. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's
2: I don't know if eBay necessarily like has just kind of given up on their crusade against guys doing these because what do they call them grab bags for a bunch of years? They were trying to consider, you know, so uh, they really they really came after us for a while. They would shut down just large blocks of our listings. But but we you know, when you're generating eBay so much money. I think they kind of like maybe look the other way i mean you're truthfully selling people product i mean if they're treating it like a certain uh you know hedging their bets if you will mm-hmm. you know that's not on us that's on that's
0: on the customers well, yeah so. and, and that's, that's true the thing too like what makes us different is we send something that, we send a hobby pack of cards mm-hmm. no and matter we and everything. we send all base and we send everything and if it's not a base heavy product we send a hobby pack of cards so every order on eBay you're getting something delivered to you yeah there's a physical so packing number there's a and- physical yeah there's a physical package being sent to the eBay customer where it's not like if you break tier 1 and you didn't get anything you're not getting an envelope and now they can open a case against you right so we have something going out the door with their address on it and you know so that's yeah. a, i think another reason eBay laid off of this a little bit
1: yeah that's true i mean you don't even have to do that anymore right i mean eBay is so breaker-friendly, they realized all the revenue they were missing out on. But you don't, you don't <laughs> yeah, even have to that, send anything, right? I mean, you're too no, protected. Nothing at all. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Actually,
2: going back to your original question, like how did we you know, make the go of it after, you know, I mean, brute force is truthful. Yeah. <laughs> made a go of it, brute force. Just that's kind of putting our head down and just pushing through it even though saying like – Saying
0: we have to go – yeah, saying we have to go seven days a week. We have to be out there live. We have to get our name out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean just seeing that there was, you know, maybe
2: some money to be made here, but you know, we're not making it now. But if we really kind of beat ourselves up a little bit and try harder and try harder and you know, yeah, Yeah. there's money out there.
0: And again, it wasn't easy. Like there was times I would come over, like we did this out of Kevin's house for the longest time until I essentially got established in my new house. And there was times I would show up and Kevin would be pissed off at the world at this and want to quit. And I'd have to talk him off the ledge. And five days later, I'd walk in and we'd just be yelling at each other. And like, are we really doing this for six bucks? And like, you know what I mean? And then we would calm down and say, like, we put too much time and effort into this. We have yeah. to see this through. Either we're going broke or we're going to make a go at this. And yeah. You know, five years later, here we are and, we, you know, yeah, not a lot of yelling anymore because he moved away. But I mean, uh,
1: <laughs> now I know why you moved away.
0: Uh, right? Yeah, exactly. So from June 7th,
1: 2014 until now, at what point in between here and then did you realize, wow, we, we got something like this is this is going to work? Was there a moment you guys remember?
0: <laughs> we have a running joke about that. We have a running joke because we're always afraid. Yeah, I mean, I'm not not even saying that. Like we like one day they're here and they're buying in force and the next day and the next day no sales are coming in or one or two sales and we'll be like, what the hell? You know, and it's just like it's our paranoia that we were there in 2014 saying, Uh can we really make it go with this? So are we comfortable where we are right now? I guess. But, but. Do we know how to get out if we're underneath product that we can't get out of? Yeah, we learned how to get out of product that maybe wasn't as receptive as we thought was going to be, and now we have six cases to push, where in 2014 or 2015, that would have killed us.
2: Oh, I still remember Panini Hot Rookies or whatever the heck well, that uh, product was. Oh, man. Like some of these products. And the funny thing is yesterday we just got a promotion sent to us from one of our distributors saying, oh, the Father's Day packs are going to be different this year. You got to buy a big bundle worth like 4100 bucks to get Father's Day packs. And some of the stuff geez. they were like – bundling in the bundle was like who wants this i mean nobody wants this like not our side of it anyway maybe there's some guys that don't retail shops that would want these blaster cases and stuff but like we we can't do anything with that stuff you know so yeah it's uh we do it we have to like find creative ways to sell this stuff and even the manufacturers clearly are doing it too because it's stuff that's sitting in their warehouses that they can't get rid of either
0: (laughs) so so to answer your question when Mm -hmm. did we realize we made it my question is: you Did we it. make it? Yeah, did did we make it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, we're we're doing well. I'm not going to lie there, but mm-hmm. can we do better? I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know.
2: Interesting. Yeah, like, we look at the hierarchy of like, okay, the guys that have the biggest operations out there, the guys that have the smallest, and where do we fall? Like, I don't even really know where we fall to be honest. Like, we don't want to necessarily be the biggest guy out there. We don't have the manpower for it. You know, mm-hmm. we just don't have the manpower for it to break. 30 cases a week and stuff, it would be, we'd have to change up, you know, big chunks of our life to make that, to make that happen. So like where we fall and where we have fallen, is kind of like max capacity to a certain degree, mm-hmm. you know, and Jay can talk to that too, because it's just, we are literally two guys, we have some help with the sorting, but we do everything ourselves mm-hmm. um, and we have from day one. So it's uh, I know a lot of other guys have, you know, staff and we don't have staff and we never had staff. And that was a big part of I think we why, kept we were able, well, yeah. Yeah, why we were able to survive for five years in really lean times was the fact that we, our expenses were like nil because it was all us, yeah. you know, providing our manpower and labor. Mm-hmm.
1: So, so was that a conscious decision you guys made or did you enter these years in the last five years, any one of these years thinking, you know what, we're going to go ahead and try to hire a couple guys this year? Or have you just from the beginning said, you know what, we're going to do this? Sticking to our for guns. right
0: for right now, we were the ones doing it. Yeah. Uh, to be a hundred percent honest, before I got married, I was the one doing the breaks, and Kevin was doing behind the scene mm. Yeah, I was doing all the digital, I, all I, the website, you, all the marketing so side. If now. Look, yeah, if you look at our you know twenty fourteen twenty fifteen breaks up until December twenty fifteen when I got married and had to go. What I actually took a vacation. You know. um yeah, I was the one in front of the camp, well, behind the camera, whatever. My, you saw my hands. Let's put it that way. So, um, but yeah, then Kevin got it. And then when Kevin started and was finally comfortable, I was like, hey, if we want to grow this a little bit more, I can't have a full-time job and do this, you know, the way we're doing it. I'm going to be dead, you know, like, because right. it was literally, and i I'm not saying, but like, I would go to work until, you know. Teach from eight to whatever and come home at like five, eat something real quick and head over to Kev's. So we have breaks at seven, Mm. you know, and then break till midnight and then go to bed and then wake up at six and do it over again and over. And I just said, like, listen, if we're really going to grow this, I need a break or, you know, you're going to be burying me. Not making a joke of it, but making a joke of it. Right. And but Kevin wasn't comfortable at the time. He doesn't. Kevin followed sports in the 80s, you know. So Kevin wasn't comfortable. (laughs) Now he is. Not, you know, so now Listen, that's to, how- to as
2: high of a degree as I can be like, to the higher you know, degree it's to- it's a running joke <laughs> with our regulars. Like, you know, I do these breaks, but I take no claim to be like invested into the card side of things and not to, you know, Here's the thing, like even some of the reviews that people have left on your side on Breaker Culture have even commented like, you know, some of this this guy's like mispronouncing names. Like, I'm gonna mispronounce names. I'm a I'm a tech guy through and through. And, you know, sports basically have never really been my strong suit, but you know, I'll wing it. I'll try it. I have a, a decent personality that a lot of our guys kind of vibe with and and that's you know the way we go. Jason's really the side of the operation that's gonna be that's going to be all about the, uh, the cards and the sports. So, and our regulars, our regulars know that. And they've actually come in and, uh, you know, we've developed a nice little community over the
0: years with that.
1: Love so, it. Self-awareness. So, Thank so you. To Kevin. Answer,
0: yeah. So to answer, yeah, he does. He's very self-aware. So that's why they keep telling me that I should buy some hockey and get Kevin to start announcing Oh, hockey. I would be a, <laughs> I'd be a hot mess. Because I'd be, when, you, be using when, when Kevin, is. when, when Kevin pulls a Giannis, it is freaking fantastic to watch. It. <laughs> He'll just be like this guy, the Greek feet congrats on that. And just move on. And I'm like, come on, try,
2: once. Listen, try it, once. I am not a sports announcer on TV. I'm a guy facilitating <laughs> opening boxes of cards behind a webcam. And let's just, you know, it is, what it is.
0: But to answer your question, like to go back to the question where you said, what do we do during these lean times and how do we survive? Blah, blah, blah. This is how we survive by like, we don't have to worry about employing other people and making payroll. Okay. So our payroll is us, me and him. And yes, is it a lot of stress and angst on for, you know, our family, our, you know, our friends or whatever, because, Hey, we have to do breaks. Or for me, I come home from work and then go to work or whatever, but that's how we made it to this point. If we had, a storefront and had to pay rent and had to pay all of this at the beginning, we wouldn't have been here. If we had employees doing the sorting or at any point in time, we wouldn't have been here because we wouldn't have been able to compete with our prices, which is what brings some of our people into the door and give the discounts that we do and the the loyalty program and the giveaways and all of that stuff to bring people. We would never have been able to do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what makes us us is the fact that we're able to do that, and the only way we're able to do that is because we're two OCD people <laughs> that know how to pinch a penny and look for every way to streamline everything so that it's minimal effort with maximum results, hmm. and I'm not bragging about it. I'm just saying this is trial and error for five years, so we'll get a couple customers asking us, oh, I want to get into breaks, and how do I get into breaks, and we're like, you know, First things first, don't go out and buy a new product, try to buy something low or something like that. Or, or, and I actually feel bad for people trying like, I feel like Kevin and I got in at the right time mm-hmm. because with allocations and all of this stuff now, we've already built up our buying power to get the allocations. If you're a new breaker and you come in and you want to get definitive baseball or you want to get one, of, you can't, mm-hmm. you have to go buy it retail. And if you buy it retail, you're not competing with breakers. Okay, that are getting it at wholesale. You're just not. And how are you supposed to charge, you know, X amount for a team when you have to charge, you know, 15 to 20 percent more to just break even. So I kind of like to get into the industry now, you have to look at old product that people are trying to get rid of and try to do it that way, in my opinion, because you're not going to be able to get the new product. And that kind of puts a damper on, you know, the breaking culture, per se, because without I listened to your 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 podcast. I told you with Top Shelf, and he was saying like we're all selling the same thing. And Kevin's analogy is we're all selling pizza at the county fair.
2: Yeah, there's like 20 <laughs> pizza shops at the there's county fair. P- like what Espe- differentiates our pizza exactly. shop from the
0: other, guys. especially on Wednesday on Wednesday on release day, we all are selling pizza. We all have the same thing, whether we're doing it as a team style, a random, a draft, a tier random, whatever the heck you wanna call it. We're all breaking spectra, we're all breaking Mm -hmm. this. So why are you gonna come and eat my pizza when there's another pizza next door? Okay, well, maybe my price is a little bit better, but does my product or the way I present my product taste like crap? So are you willing to pay three bucks more for a slice for something's better so that that's the thing like this whole um i don't want to say it's it's not cutthroat but you're, you're basically competing with the same product we can't offer you a different product we're all opening spectra we all know what's in there yeah it's all gonna be the same breakdown mm-hmm. so we've just got to make our pizza taste better or look better so that you come over and try it so
1: how, how have you done that then
0: and, and, and as you said but, that, I thought that's
1: probably I mean, why we got everything's fried now at the county fairs. Because someone <laughs> no, had to figure out to be different.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll talk from my perspective and I'll let Kevin do his thing. And I'll just talk about Kevin. Kevin made that website. He used a different form than what the other websites out there were. Mm-hmm. We just did a vast upgrade to our website where if you log into the website, you could actually see every break you bought from us, whether it's broken or not. All right. You can see it has a link right to the YouTube video if it has broken. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what you bought into, you, could, you have a quick thing there. Um, one thing that we saw a lot of breakers were offering were, say, points. OK, you buy product, you get points and then you cash those points in. Well, mm-hmm. we went the casino route and we did a loyalty program, which we've seen people duplicate now. But our loyalty program is you spend X amount of dollars with us, just like if you went to a casino and you spend X amount of dollars, you get upgraded from platinum or gold to platinum and it carries other features. Well, one that we do is that, okay, you spend X amount of dollars with us and you're going to get a percentage off all of your team style breaks for the entire month. Now, you increase your spending with us and then you reach another level. And at the end of each month, we give money away. Uh, based on what level you're on so you're both you're both getting savings the points you know hey i have 200 points i use them up on a product now i have no more points this right. loyalty program this discount lasts the whole entire month that you qualified for it so we have i don't know kev what was it last time like 15 customers saving 12 and percent off for the entire yeah. month
2: yeah our highest savings yeah. tier which is uh yeah. you know been one of our best ever um qualifications like qualifying months
1: yeah and you know. By the way, folks, if if you want to check this out, like all you have to do is go to sportsbossbossbreaks and click loyalty program, and it literally shows you what it would look like in your dashboard. I think it's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. By the way, guys, like this shows like my breaks. Here's all my orders. It shows my discount level, what my credit's okay. gonna be, how much more I got to spend. And it's awesome. That,
0: that is, yeah. one, and I I back out and I bow to the master. That is one hundred percent Kevin. And the, I Greek freak? Nod, I, it's <laughs> the Greek freak. The Greek freak. The Irish freak. Um. <laughs> But I sit there and I bow to him, and he says, I have an idea with the website. And I nod and I say, Go for it. And then when I see it, and my jaw drops, and I'm just like, Holy Christ, like, look at this. So, yeah. But I'll let Kev talk more to that.
2: Yeah. I mean, going back to the question, like, what, uh, you know, what made our pizza different? I think, you know, and maybe this is just because it was my part of it, but like, all things being equal, again, we're selling the same product. We're selling, you know, we're selling the Yankees, we're selling the Cubs, we're selling whatever a price these are pretty close across the board what can be different i think um when i really delved into the industry and looked at what was out there i saw like the e-commerce platform a lot of these guys were using i'm pretty sure most of the guys out there are using um like wordpress with like woocommerce built into it mm-hmm. and stuff like that and i was like you know there's there's better options i think like i've i've dabbled around with some of that woocommerce and i mean it's not It's pretty extendable now, but back then, like 2014, you were kind of hacking WordPress to make it an e-commerce site where Mm -hmm. why not go with a straight e-commerce site? Like now we have a straight e-commerce site, but it's like highly, highly modified to be very specific. And uh, you know, I always wanted the the customer to have the good experience. And I think before we even did our email interview with you, I think one of the things you would even like – gave us a write up about was like the website and I was like oh man you know a little validation finally <laughs> a, little, a little validation there and I think that's uh that's your wheelhouse as well if I'm not mistaken yeah. right you're actually into that side of things too so
1: uh-huh. yeah
2: you know yeah and that was like where we wanted to be different from a lot of guys and the funny thing is like nowadays like probably once a month or so or maybe even a little more We'll get an email from one of our customers and it turns out that a big portion of our customer base is guys that are like retired, like 60-plus-year-old guys Hmm. that give us this like kudos for having this like really good user experience and easy-to-use user experience. And it's like, wow, we've actually like tapped into this particular segment of the market that enjoy like buying from the site because of how easy it is to use. So That's a nice yeah, we just got one I, maybe 2 weeks ago or something from another mm-hmm. one of our long-time customers and we don't know that until they actually decide to reach out and actually send us that like what this guy's, you know, place in life is and that's, you know, we get them rather often.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, my follow-up question to that was just going to be, I mean, how often do you actually hear from customers about just decide I, cuz I would assume some of these guys get spoiled, right? They just kind of forget that this is really hard to do. <laughs> like creating a yeah. site and the efficiency and this, the customer experience is really, really hard to do and you can take it for granted.
2: I think a lot of it falls in the live streaming itself. Like they're sitting in the chat and they talk to us and like you, you truthfully become like quote unquote, you know, air quotes, here, friends with these guys. Like yeah. you've never met yeah. them, you don't know them, it's so weird. but you're, you're friends with them, you know, and we've actually like even personally, uh, Facebook friended a few, a few guys, um, but, yeah, it's they'll comment about things like that in the chat. But like to actually sit there and compose an email and let us know, hey, you guys are doing great. You know, it's not super often, but it's occasional. And, you know, it feels good for both of us because we do, you know, we've put a
0: ton of effort into it. And especially we'll, on the days when you're dragging ass and you're like, oh, my God, like, you know, <laughs> another break. And I'm going to sit here and are they going to fill something like we're, we still have that. Like we still scratch our heads five years later, yes. how certain people could put up. 10 breaks of something and be like, okay, I got 30 to go before release day. And boom, release day, I'm sold out. It's you it's
2: mind-blowing to us. We it's mind-blowing.
0: We can't figure out that algorithm. Also, we can't figure out the algorithm on some eBay breakers where – and I saw you had a podcast on eBay breaking. Mm-hmm. Like are you seriously sitting there breaking eight cases? We know what we can get those cases for. And when we add up everything that you – Did and take eBay fees and PayPal fees out of it. You're like three hundred dollars short of what a case costs. Like so, unless you're getting them off the back of a truck, like we sit there and we we scratch our heads saying, how how could you go through it and and then break ten cases at minus three hundred profit? Yep. So yeah. So like, but on days where there's like that, where we're sitting there and we feel like we're pulling teeth to get a brake filled, or you know, we're pulling every gadget out of the bag to get a brake filled you get an email like, and it's like, is it really worth doing this? And then you hmm. get an email like that, like, thank you for, you know, doing this for me. I'm who is, we had one customer who said he's basically an invalid yeah, he's <laughs>
2: paraplegic, paraplegic. Yeah, he's paraplegic. he was like 18 and years old. He's
0: old, and he's like, I enjoy logging on and watching your breaks, and it gives me, you know, fun to, you know, when I'm sitting here. And like, I, I'm not saying like we're like this great entertainment value, but something like that says, you know what? Maybe we are doing something good. This
2: gentleman was so amazing that he sent both Jason and myself Christmas presents this last Christmas. That is true. He sent me a coffee maker because he knows I love coffee. Which, by the way, kudos to you for the coffee operation. And, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Jason, what did he send you? Jason, he sent me you. an
0: Alabama uh, Christmas hat to wear yeah. during the national championship. That's yeah. amazing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is that is awesome.
2: Yeah. That you know makes it feel worthwhile after a while when, when you have guys like that in your in your especially stable too when you
0: have when you have the negative Nancys, you know, coming at you for every little you know this that and the other. Yes. Holding, you personally responsible holding you personally responsible for bad there, cases or judge, whatever, yeah, or you know, just saying whatever or spamming your chat, and you're like, you know, we put in all this time and effort, I've, we sacrifice so much, and we, you know, like it's our baby, and you're destroying it, and you know, we're trying to stand up for our baby here, and then you get an email like that saying, you know, keep up what you're doing, don't worry about it, you know, we like what you're doing, blah blah blah, and mm-hmm. so on. So you know, it's just, it's fun. It, it, it actually. I I still laugh. I I made the joke to Kevin. I said, we're entrepreneurs. I would have never guessed myself to be an entrepreneur. That is so ridiculous to me to even (laughs) freaking say it, you know? So, like, yeah, I don't know.
1: I like how five years later you just realized
0: that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) that's what it is like one day i was sitting there we're watching shark tank here and i'm just like holy crap i'm an entrepreneur like it just like i didn't think of it i'm just opening cards like i normally would except i'm doing it on camera (laughs) but like yeah now wait i'm a business owner like i gotta update my linkedin (laughs) that's
1: awesome you should probably start filing those taxes from 2014
0: yeah right
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes um so let's talk about 2019 a little bit um I mean, what, what do you kind of I mean, the hobby, I think most would say, is really in its heyday and yes, one, it one of its recent heydays. What, what's your kind of viewpoint on the hobby itself? Are you feeling good about it? Or are you concerned about it?
0: Yes and no. OK, so I feel good about it for the fact that there is some product coming out, but I the allocations is what worries me. And it's a good thing and a bad thing. Because they're limiting the amount of product and the amount of product that can be out there. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe they're looking at it and they don't want the you know, the explosion of the 1990s all over again where cards are everywhere and they're worthless. So, uh, But, again, if you can't get the product, then what happens? Once that product dries up, if you're not going to have another release for another three to four weeks, what the heck are we supposed to do? We can't pay... You know, two thousand dollars for a case on release day, and then break it again at four thousand dollars a case. Right you now, so like, so is the allocation and the limited amount of product a good thing? Yes, for for resale and for if you have something really good, I think so. But on the other hand, to keep feeding the beast or you know feeding the machine here, is that a good thing? I don't know. So. Hmm. That's my perspective.
2: Like, for instance, we we buy from two main wholesalers Mm -hmm. and um, we almost buy equal amounts because we have to stock my inventory here in Vegas. Jason's back in Pennsylvania. And one of the wholesalers will say like, "Okay, what did we – What did we get on Definitive? Like, as far as allocations, that's a good one, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitive is a perfect one. So, we buy from two distributors. I buy the same amounts, whatever I can, especially if there's no allocation. So, we have the same tops baseball amount coming from both distributors, one to Vegas and one to Pennsylvania. The one that's delivering to me, we got two cases of Definitive allocated. The one that's delivering to Kevin, we got one box. Oh oh allocated one yeah. box, so and we got two cases. Here's the best one part box. about it,
2: the the distributor <clears throat> that actually delivers here to Vegas and sh- and feeds the inventory here, is a bigger operation than the other ones. So like again, I know allocations go deeper than just how much did you buy. Okay, you can get this like the allocations go to the level of how much did the operation, like the distributing operation get, and how much can they then allocate internally to their customers. So, like, mm-hmm. it's it's interesting. You know, the, the allocation stuff is very interesting. And we just recently established another, a third wholesale account, and we're kind of dead in the water with that account. Even though it's a big operation and we'd like to buy from them, we're dead in the water there because, again, we have no buying history there where we can say, like, hey, we're going to get that release date product mm. because we can't we can't because the allocations right
0: yeah because the allocations. so that's why i was saying like if you're a new breaker coming into this how are you supposed to get the new product how are you supposed to bring people in to want to break with you how are you supposed to lure them in like so from a breaking standpoint and i could be wrong i maybe i don't have the ear of the industry or whatever and i i could be way off on this but this is what kevin and i discussed like i mean How would the breaking community grow here if the new breakers coming in have to buy, you know, 2016 Bowman or, you know, baseball? I mean, and you can't even because 2016 Bowman baseball doesn't exist anymore. And if it does, it's, you know, a ridiculous price. So where do you start if you want to get in this? So if we're talking about growing breakers and I see names popping up all the time and as quick as they pop up on breakers TV, they disappear. You know, you'll see the normal people that are always up top and, you know, and then you'll see the, the sprinkling of new people and then those icons constantly change because how are you supposed to compete when you can't get your hands on it? And we've been in the game for five years and we can't get our hands on it. So, I mean, like, what, is that, what does that say? So, yes, it's good from, in my opinion, a resale market. But if as you get more and more people interested in the hobby... We have to have product to feed them. And it can't be crap product just to get product out. It's gotta be something good. You can't you can't deal out garbage because mm-hmm. people are smart enough to know what garbage is and isn't gonna spend thousands upon thousands of dollars on garbage, you know? So Yeah. You can't just overproduce. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah.
1: That's yeah, it's an interesting perspective. I mean, I think I think that's probably one of the bigger misconceptions in the hobby now is that group breaking has such a low barrier of entry when Truthfully, it doesn't. In fact, Mm -hmm. the, the barrier of entry right now is incredibly, incredibly high.
2: And we've actually investigated and put, you know, pen to paper to figure out, like, hey, does it behoove us to look into opening a physical shop? Because if we had a physical shop, now we can buy direct,
0: no. potentially buy direct. Now we can you buy know, Upper
2: Deck. Now we can, yeah, yeah. And we've looked at it, and you know, from a cost perspective, and not to mention, it's going to change the whole dynamic of what our operation is. Like, okay, so I live in Vegas. Right. Jason lives in Pennsylvania. Where does this physical shop reside? Also, if we did it in Vegas, now I have to man this physical shop or Jason or somebody. We have to hire somebody. So, like, yeah, it throws a whole, like – It's it's interesting to investigate that side of things, and I think I heard Chris from Top Shelf even talking about that he's either opening one or he has opened it already. Mm -hmm. If I'm mistaken, yeah. And uh, you know, more power to him because if he's going to try, you know, going the direct route, that's that's kind of the way to go. But again, even on the direct route, they limit you with as much product as you can buy too. You're not just like, okay, I want as many as you can send me, Tops Corporation, like, and they just, you know, you don't get it that way.
1: Yeah. Well, so let me ask you from this perspective. Then, do you think the hobby is growing in the right way? And what I mean by that is, do you think you're getting enough quality buyers that are new and fresh to the market that we really need to continue growing the hobby? Do you feel like you're seeing a lot of that?
2: Um, I mean, we you know we basically put our inventory on our website, and we we parallel sell it on eBay as well. You got a whole – like a whole different base of customer that comes in on the eBay side. Like they'll come in and buy a $99 team, but you may never see them again. So like mm-hmm. our struggle has always been like how do we convert this customer into a longtime customer and get them over to the website where we're not paying those final value fees and stuff like that. So like as far as um, – I mean – you really want that long term customer that's gonna buy more than one team spot in a pick your team break. And we, yeah. we get it for the most part. We we get it for a lot of these guys, but then there's other guys that are more value buyers and are looking for just, you know, the fifteen dollar team spots and you know, it can go it can go either way. And Jason definitely we see it all the time with, with, with this customer base. Like some guys
0: will come mm-hmm. in and be
2: a big buyer for a three months and then they kind of fade away and kind yeah. of so, churn.
0: So you yeah. see people you have a buyer come in and basically drop a semester of community college tuition and within a month and a half and are then gone because they are just gone. We have a guy, we have we have a select group of buyers that will one guy insists he has a logarithm and goes into it, and he'll buy specific teams based on the price. And he'll even reach out to us and say, hey, listen, it, you have them at 59, but my math says uh, if I can get them all for 54, I'll take them out of all 10 cases for you. Mm-hmm. But then we'll have you know, a customer that will we have a couple that'll just buy the Pittsburgh Pirates or that'll just buy the Carolina Panthers. But some of these guys that are new that are coming in and getting their feet wet in in breaking, um, they seem excited about it until they go on a streak of getting skunked, if that makes sense.
1: It does make sense, and I guess that's kind of where my question was coming from. Is the hobby growing with more hobbyists or is the hobby growing with more speculative gamblers?
2: I think it goes, right, two ways, right? We, I mean, our I mean, ideal customer is a guy that dabbles in both sides. He's building yeah. up his personal collection and he's reselling stuff that he doesn't want. So he's maybe willing to step up and buy some teams that he's not personally collecting, mm. just speculating and reselling. So he's rebuilding yep. his bankroll, if you will, to keep buying and building his personal collection. Um, yeah, that's the ideal customer for us because they're longtime customers where the guy that's coming in, pure speculative um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna fade out pretty quickly unless they get that massive hit. So yeah, as it's- long as
0: they have an agenda, like this is how much I'm gonna spend. Some mm-hmm. of them. Hey, it's just like me. The first time I ever went out to Vegas, I took two thousand dollars with me. We landed the plane. I went to the Tropicana and I dropped eight hundred bucks right off the bat. And we're staying for a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like i am not even joking because I was just so freaking excited. So like that's what I see with these breakers sometimes. And Kevin and I, you know, will be like, oh, good new buyer, blah, blah, blah. And they'll just be like, "Ooh, they bought a little bit more. <laughs> they bought a little bit more. OK, like. Hey, great! Keep buying from us, but um, like, slow down. There's more product coming out next week. You know, this sounds so.
2: completely against what good business is. But we've actually Jason directly has had a, like counsel one like a couple of our guys to say like, hey, maybe this is the way you want to buy. Like, we don't want to like, you know, shy away your business, but like, for instance, the guy was coming in and a lot of like high end basketball and buying like like thousands of dollars worth of basketball stuff over the course of like a couple months and getting and- stumped. And getting mm. skunked and Jason that gave like give him a little bit of a counseling session like this is kind of the way you might want to do it. And yeah. the guy took the advice and stayed uh, buying at a level that he was more comfortable with.
0: You know, yeah, I was like, hey, if you're looking for, hey, you're a Lakers collector and we're selling them for one hundred ninety nine and you're buying them in all of them like you just dropped two grand and yeah. you might have gotten a James Worthy auto out of the whole thing like listen if you're in this for the long term you, you know yeah buy your lakers in a couple but how about you spread out to like the 50 dollar teams that might not have the huge hit in them but have enough where if you resell it you're going to recoup 40 bucks back of the 50 that you spent kind of deal <laughs> yeah but it was it was i even asked kevin i said should i reach out to them like i feel really bad and i know <laughs> it's ridiculous to say that but i do like i Oh it's a unique like, product
2: that we're well, selling if you yeah. can, exactly. you know think about it in that respect.
0: Well it was like it was like the other day when we were doing what was it, tier one, and I pulled a one of five Ichiro Otani dual auto that we had at random between two long term customers. Hmm. And I swear to God I wish the computer blew up. Like so that like you know what I mean? <laughs> or the like, card? I didn't, I didn't order the card. No, if the card did, that would have been sacrilege. I would have been <laughs> nauseous. Because there, that's a whole other story where I threw out a whole case of Bowman high tech. Oh, I accident. forgot about that. One. So my stomach is turning that there's a one-on-one sitting in a landfill somewhere. Oh. But, uh, but, yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. You know exactly what I mean. But yeah, like I felt bad. Like, And again, it goes back to what Kevin was saying. We never met these people, yet we root for them. Like yeah. we want everybody to get a hit. Mm. I th- I, I, they're not my friends per se, but. I mean, for instance, we had one of our breakers. I, I friends with him on social media. His father died. And I like reached out to him and was like, so sorry to hear this, blah, 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 and so on. I don't know him. I never met him. I've never heard his voice. You know what I mean? I, I, But I felt an emotional connection to that person. And it's so ridiculous that I felt this emotional connection because he's seen my hands open cards and I've sent <laughs> to It's the
1: day and age we live in, man. Yeah, right? It's, I think. I think it really it's... Is. I don't think it's ridiculous anymore. I think it's norm. It's the norm. We gonna have to get used to it. it. Is the norm. Um the Your hands. You keep going back to your hands. Now. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, that actually brings up an interesting <laughs> point. So, like you know, the way that we present our breaks and the way we have our street, you know, OBS and stuff set yeah. up, like we don't show ourselves. It's not for any reason other than like initially, just like ah, we didn't feel like going through the hassle of setting up a second webcam just to show our face. Like I don't see the benefit necessarily of I know there's a trust value that gets attached to that. Most of the breakers that are out there have a second webcam showing them, yep. and then of course showing forward where they're opening the product, and that's almost a standard for any kind of like live streaming these days. You know, video game live streaming or whatever. We've never gone that route. We've never actually had backlash from anybody over that, but like now we're comfortable being kind of this anonymous face, and all you're seeing is is hands in the camera. Which I think we might be the only ones out there that actually do it that way. I've never – I don't know that I've seen any other breaking operation not have the second webcam.
1: Wow. So has anyone ever seen your face outside of like maybe the national and stuff?
0: We've We've never that. What? Yep.
2: Can you believe that? Every year that the national has been – like since we've been in existence, there's been an event that came up like Jason getting married. There was like a few things that just popped up. We're actually talking
0: about maybe – attending this one but uh we're definitely yeah. going to the one in atlantic city i'm definitely going to that like that's atlantic City's uh, driving distance but she'll be yeah. at the
1: casinos the whole time you won't even be at the exactly. event
0: exactly i won't even be at the <laughs> event but yeah i mean that's the thing like we sit here and we're still anonymous and, and that's one of the things like and again i'm not bragging about this but we're doing our right with this business now and we haven't gone out To these events or these, you know, tops premier things. We just do our thing and fly under the radar. And yeah, so this podcast is a big deal for us, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Like, seriously, it really is. Like, we were talking about it. We're like, you know, we never did anything like this. We did the email, you know, kind of interview thing, but we never done anything like this because we just haven't had the time or everything's been okay, and I was like, hey, maybe we should try it. Let's see what's going on. But, yeah, we were talking about just going out to the National this year, walking around just to see what it's all about. But, yeah, we've never – no one, unless they're our Facebook friend or part of our Facebook group where I put a post out there, but even then, my Facebook picture is a picture of my son, so they wouldn't even know what I look like, I guess. So,
1: <laughs> so yeah. the great thing about you guys going to the National is no one's going to bother you. No. Because no one knows no. what to look for. Yeah. That's...
2: Nobody would know who we are. Nope. <laughs> Nope. Yep. I love it. Other than other than maybe having some SBB gear on while we walk there around you just go. for promotional sake, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Nope. Really would.
1: There you go. That's funny. So so talk about 2019, like areas of improvement for you guys. Anything that you're looking to add? You're obviously it doesn't sound like you're looking to add any headcount, but uh what about technology? You just update your site. What else you got going? Anything new? Well,
0: we added in January just to keep everything fresh. Besides the big up website update that was the big thing the kevin did that website update yep we're looking into now that the update's done it'll attract our loyal we're going to well it'll accept our loyalty program now so that's what all this interface change was done for but we what kev we it was january right we did yeah. we did um we give 5% back if you spend uh let's say you buy a $100 team mm mm-hmm. Uh, or more after your discount or any coupon code that we have. And if it's more than a hundred dollars and you get skunked um, in addition to all your base cards and your, your hobby pack of cards and all that fun stuff, you just send us an email and we'll give you 5% back um, on what you spent. Hmm. Uh, if you buy one of the last spots in the break, let's say there's three spots left in a break and we're looking to fill it. If you pick up all three, or one or you know, the last one that's available, we call it Last Spot Karma. If those teams go hitless, you just send us an email, and we'll give you 5% back of what you spent on those last spots. Um, three times a month, we spin a wheel to try to get people into our live chat. We'll spin a wheel, and just for our live chat people, there'll be a coupon code from anywhere from 15% to 25%. I mean, Monday night, I spun 25%. I think we had only like seven or eight people in the chat at the time, and eight people got 25% off our breaks. Nice. So, I mean, we're again, is it why – here I am with my megaphone in front of my pizza stand telling you, come over here and eat our pizza. <laughs> I mean, that that's yeah. what we're doing, you know, so – Yeah, we make a
2: joke about it being carnival barking. Like half the time, like we would go live if we had something like 18 spots out as the closest product that was lined up for that night. You're literally like like carnival barker for as much time as needed and throwing like every promotion you can at these folks to come in and buy those 18 spots and get them filled up. I mean it's not easy. I mean some operations can go live with three full cases and sell all three full cases out in like the first 25 minutes. Yeah. We've never been that operation, you know we we've can't. never had 80 guys in our live chat that are just you know plunking down their credit cards and buying. We're you know our maximum live chat builds up to maybe 20 to 30 guys during our like big releases, like Bowman and stuff like that. but you know so that was like one of these promotions that Jay was just talking about. The live chat one, the SPB live chat giveaway, we're doing a wheel spin. that's like in an effort to get them engaged in the live chat sessions because you we know, don't I,
0: announce when they're going to be. So, you know, they're going to be there's going to be three during the month, but we don't tell you what night they're going to be. So Hmm. if you show up every night with us, you're going to get a discount eventually. You (laughs) you know, you could sit there every night with us. Hey, just sit there and chat with us because an active chat, even on YouTube, brings people in and might bring buyers in, you know, so. Engagement in the chat is big to get you know to get
2: other guys buying in. and I mean a good portion, if you look at Google Analytics and look at like the times of purchase, you know sixty percent of your purchases are probably coming in during your live streaming hours. Hmm. They just are you know, a good portion of your your sales are happening in real time where a lot of folks, you know, on the buying side don't quite get that. They'll be like, oh, this break is still at twenty two remaining spots. you know, why am I gonna bother showing up to your live stream? Well, You know, showing up to the live stream is giving that support. And also, you know, you're going to see some spots picked up there and get it down to zero. So that's always been a struggle.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I would have never guessed it was that high. I would have never guessed it's 60%. I mean, I feel like that's something that folks need to understand,
0: like really understand. Our numbers suggest that. So back to, hey, are we taking – you know, a vacation? Well, no, because then we lose our sales. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like we're we're losing that audience. We're losing the people because well, you know we have the numbers on our screen live. Here's what's going. Our our website automatically updates when live time. So when like the Redskins are picked up, boom. It, our if you ever watch our website live. You'll see like nine left, Redskins picked up, it'll flash red and say eight left. Like, so, like, even if you're just watching the website and the countdown, you could see that, hey, we're getting closer and closer. But, like Kevin said, the one thing we, we could never guarantee, and we'd be still, again, scratching our heads, we, we can't guarantee that if we put a break on our schedule, and sometimes we get backlash from this, we put a break on the schedule, we can't guarantee it's going to break that night. And, you know, we price it at such a price point that we can't run. And we've been burned by this. Everyone asks, are you running fillers? Are you running razes? Are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And we used to take the money from, you know, we, tr- we tried it when we first started just to get a break filled. Yeah, we'll do that. And then, you know. We'd get a message from PayPal. This person is charging the money back. They didn't send it as friends and family. They sent it as goods to you and you never sent them anything. Well, there's 20 bucks towards the Raz that we were doing to cover those spots and that person didn't win it and now they're charging it back. So it was just more of an administrative headache for us with those. But you know, that's the thing, like if other people are doing it, everyone expects you to be doing it too. And that's how we try to differentiate ourselves.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense, so let's talk about social platforms in real quick, because you brought it up um on youtube what What have you kind of learned from the social media standpoint that's worked well for you guys? It's a big question because there's a lot of misconceptions and all kinds of junk around social media, but what's worked well for you guys?
2: Jay, I don't know Jay handles most of our social uh postings i mean we we probably to be honest should take a more active approach, like a more direct head on approach with social media. Like we have a decent following on both Twitter and Facebook and we're dabbling a little bit in Instagram. But as far as engagement goes, it's tough because Twitter moves at the speed of light. You know, you post something on Twitter and that post is buried in 15 minutes or, you know, 10 minutes. Um, Facebook, you know, Facebook, you're only as good as your engagement level on there. So folks are only seeing your posts on Facebook if you've had engagement with that person before, you know, otherwise it's suppressed. Um and I heard, you know, some of your other guys on your podcast talking about the fact that they live and die by their uh by their promoted Facebook and Twitter post. I think it was uh Top Shelf talking about it. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean that's probably something we should investigate. And here's an interesting tidbit, and you're probably gonna be shocked at this. We do zero paid advertising. We have no paid advertising anywhere. Hmm. So, um but on that same vein, we actually do do paid advertising if you think about it because our full inventory is on eBay. So like we're basically paying eBay as our advertising with yeah. the final value fees. But mm-hmm. the nice part about that for us is we don't pay those final value fees unless they've given us a sale. So it, it kind of goes either way. You know, eBay acts like our, our advertising platform. Can we delve deeper into the the social advertising? Yeah, we certainly can. We
0: probably will. But we haven't yet. So and that haven't. was the thing. Like that opened my eyes. And actually, Kevin and I just had a conversation yesterday about it. Like I listened to Top Shelf's, you know, podcast, and then Kevin listened to it yesterday, and we both took away the same thing about the advertising. We've never used – we used maybe Facebook advertising when we first started.
2: Very beginning. We, and we yeah, didn't you know, what we were trying we to never, target. We were just kind of blanket – we were trying to build likers yeah. instead of actually targeting a specific post to fill a break or fill multiple breaks, which is I think where it's going to be more beneficial if, if you're targeting uh, a specific post.
0: We've never used Google ads. We've never used Twitter ads. We've never used any of that stuff. And then, you know, this is literally the conversation we had. We haven't been using it, and look how far we've come. Do we need it, (laughs) or is there an untapped market that we're not taking advantage of because we haven't used it? So this is like we were going back and forth, and then that gets into, okay, what type of social media posts do you use? Uh, we use something called HootSuite, which basically you'll send out to your Facebook, your Twitter, and now Instagram. So I'm getting back active on Instagram, mm-hmm. at least with our hits, because what I found is posting our schedule or what's on our breaks, people started to unfollow our Twitter – or not our Twitter, our Instagram. Yeah. Because it was just too much. So what I've only been posting to Instagram is if we pull something big. Um, but yeah, are we missing something like that's a big thing. Like that's a big like are we missing something there? We haven't been and like Kevin said our really our paid advertising is eBay. Yeah, I mean you know?
2: we did we did some Google AdWords the very first year we were we were up and running. We did some Google AdWords, but that gets real expensive real fast. Um, you know, you could dump, even if you're dumping, okay, we're going to put 25 bucks a day into this. Okay. 25 times 30 or 31, that gets really expensive real fast. And you have to look at your, you know, you really have to crunch your numbers on that stuff to see if it's actually benefiting you, um, you know, in the actual e-commerce side of it. And if you're not, you know, you could be just throwing a lot of money out there to the wind without realizing what's really coming in sales wise. Right. Right.
1: Yeah, no, I'm tracking with everything you're saying. Everything you're saying, and it, it does – it is kind of impressive to me that you have not invested in social media advertising because I feel like we a have, lot, of the, yeah. lot of the big – I mean, And that's a good – it's a great thing for you guys because it's an opportunity. You just got to figure out yeah, how to I crack mean, it.
0: We had a banner ad on Group Break Checklist at one point in time. We did a little uh, bit with Breakers.tv. We, we did, did like, a little bit with Breakers.tv, but yeah, we never went – The other route. And, you know, if you Google search sports breaks or card breaks, we're right on that first page now, which is, you know, pretty great. And again, I give Kevin credit for all that because he understands that. And I have no freaking clue. (laughs) (laughs) Greek freak strikes again. Uh, uh, You you know what? This
1: is just a suggestion. I've been thinking about this a lot. Uh, I never really told anybody this. But I I think breakers, like guys who are really on Twitter and even Instagram, should use video content more. Because I do think there's an appetite for customers just kind of wanting to know, kind of day in the life of. Hey, this is what we're sorting right now. Here, quick live video of us sorting. Here's the, the operation behind the scenes. You know, here's incoming product. I think, I that's think people cool. buy that's, into that yeah, stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. That's interesting. So you have to. In fact, I see like GTS and some of the uh, distribution operations putting out those like preview videos. Yeah, and that's definitely the effort they're trying to do they're trying to gain you know get some excitement around the product a month out or whatever it is or two months out before it comes out yeah no that's really good and i mean i i get myself wrapped up in the youtube world and i you know end up watching a lot of these daily vlogs and stuff like that so totally yeah
0: that would be Uh, i I think it'd be cool the the
1: problem i see though with you guys is that you'd have to show your
0: face we're not uh, We're anonymous, man. We'll wear masks. (laughs) We were
2: just talking about this when Jason was out here, like, you know, Daft Punk and uh Marshmallow and all these guys, like nobody's ever seen these guys and they're massive superstars, you know. So it's like, (laughs) all right, we're gonna go that route. But we're never gonna be massive superstars. Okay, let's be
0: like everybody wearing like you know the the latex gloves to do the breaks, we'll be the mask breakers. (laughs) I love it.
1: I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, right. That'd be awesome. (laughs) awesome. All right, so here's what my metrics show. My metrics show at about an hour and ten minutes, people stop listening to the podcast, and we're at an hour okay. and seven minutes. And so we're gonna to have to wrap this up, and I'm gonna wrap it up with our little rapid fire. I got some questions for you guys. Are you cool with that? Shoot. You can, can both shoot. answer if you'd like, or one of you can take it. But okay, we mentioned uh, we mentioned Shark Tank earlier. One of you did.
0: Mm-hmm. Which
1: Which of the uh, Shark Tank investors did you want investing in your business? <sighs>
0: I'd go Mark Cuban. That's just me, though.
2: I was gonna say Cuban as well. I mean, come on, your your sports tie-in with the, you know, team ownership and everything else.
1: Heck yeah. Okay. Cool.
2: <laughs> Favorite
1: pre-break snack. <sighs> <laughs> Ooh deep
0: breath the collective deep breath i got to i got to think i'm a fat ass so i got uh, uh, i
2: i like teeter in and off this no carb thing like all the time in my life so if i'm doing no carbs it's something with a lot of protein to kind of keep me pushing through the 4 hours or however long it takes but uh yeah if i like whack back a bag of chips i'm going to be feeling it you know an hour
0: in see for me it's usually dinner because i'm coming home from work
2: uh-huh. i have that
0: at like hour break so i'm eating dinner so there is no snack now is there snack in between sure whatever the hell's on the counter (laughs) uh i'm probably (laughs) snacking so yeah yeah
1: nothing specific
0: no i mean it depends what what my wife bought that day like i just polished off in like i know this is sad like i shouldn't but i mean i polished off like a dozen of chocolate chocolate chip cookies in like (laughs) the last two days exactly exactly
2: this is terrible so
0: I know, Hey, whatever <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> My routine is I have to make coffee Before I yes. go settle into the breaks I have coffee at the ready I have like a, a Gatorade or some type of cold beverage At the ready mm-hmm. and, and you know, that's my routine Not necessarily food prior to the breaks But always beverages Yes, you know, I, I have a
0: huge glass place. of water yeah. Always, always Touche,
1: touche yeah. Alright, nice uh, Guilty pleasure TV show <sighs>
2: I have been a huge fan of the show Survivor since it started, oh, <laughs> you know, 20, 20 plus years ago, which it's on like season 38 or 39 now because they do, you know, one and a half, almost two of those a year.
1: Shut up. But, is that is that for real? It's that many it's seasons?
2: Like season 38 or 39 just wrapped up and another wow. one's coming up. Yeah. So I've been a big fan of
0: that. I have watched The Man in the High Castle when I have time on Amazon. That was my thing. But if we're talking straight up what's on the TV 24-7, it's either the office or friends.
1: Ah, okay. Yep. All right. I mean, you said The Office. Do you, do you watch it only because
2: you're in Scranton? You feel
0: like you I have I watch it because no, I hated it, and Kevin will vouch for it. I hated the Office. Jason's
2: wife and I were big fans of The Office when it was hated it.
0: run. back in like 2007,
2: eight, whatever it was, when it, just prior to it running, um, you know, ending its run. And we would like joke about it and all the time. And Jason hated it, and he was and like, now, "I can't believe you guys watch that show.
0: It's terrible." And then now, my wife made me sit down and watch it and grow with it. And now I probably watched it. First season to last season, I don't know, five, six times. Oh, my goodness. It. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. That's, <laughs> what, that's our go-to. The baby's going to sleep. We put The Office on with uh, closed captioning. We put Friends on with closed captioning. We put Frasier on with closed captioning. Why? Because we're stuck in the late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is the definition of guilty pleasure right there. Exactly. <laughs> my uh, goodness.
0: <laughs> All yeah. right. Uh, last
1: question. You have to be a character in any Disney movie. Which Disney movie are you going to be a
0: character in? Lion King. No hesitation. Lion King. Lion King is the greatest. I use it in my lectures when we're talking about the law of conservation of energy.
1: Because you're a the professor, circle. just so people know.
0: Yeah, yep. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Just because I'm a professor of uh, chemistry, so when we're talking the law of conservation of energy. Lion King is to my go my go-to for all your science relationships with <laughs> the circle of life. Oh, when gosh. you know when. When Simba doesn't want to attack the gazelle, and Mufasa explains it's okay because the gazelle turns to the grass, and or we turn to the grass, and the gazelle eats the grass, so it's okay for us to eat the gazelle. That is beautiful. I think you I might. Act, this will yeah. be the
1: first chemistry class I can actually survive. It I think.
0: Uh- there, there you <laughs> Kev, you got
2: one? Um, I mean, for me, you know, I'm a guy that. <laughs> Thanks, the have the seventh, Thanks seventh, for clarifying seventh, that. In that. In I'm right. a guy that somehow made it to this point in my life, never married no kids. So like Disney movies, I have to pick something that's more in tune with like my back history. So something like a Wreck It Ralph.
0: Ooh. Considering
2: that I was like, you know, a youth in the eighties and uh, I was huge into the like the coin op arcade video culture and when I became into my twenties and uh discovered I could buy these full coin op games for like three hundred bucks at one point my first house okay. I ever had a man cave with an original donkey kong an original pac-man and now it's becoming like huge in the scene like there's all these like retro throwback machines Mm -hmm. that they're doing these days but back then i had like the originals like sitting in my house these 300 pound behemoths (laughs) that i lugged in because i was like you know a fool (laughs) but Thinking back, I mean, it was pretty awesome. I had like an original 1979 um, Atari Asteroids. I had an original Pac-Man and then I had a couple of new ones in there. But yeah, that would be more so about the only most recent Disney stuff that really speaks more so to me.
1: I like it, and that movie's all about entering worlds, anyway. So it kind of makes. You got to realize,
0: sense. though, Ty. Kevin was like around when Lady and the Tramp was like. In the <laughs> state <laughs> so, like, well, Jason and
2: I—if you didn't know, Jason and I have a 10-year age span, almost like exactly 10 years. Jason's yeah. 10 years younger. So, wow. Yep. yep.
0: Yeah,
1: that's that's so, that's, that's pretty so cool. So that you guys can still So be Kevin
0: remembers, you know, the Emancipation Proclamation. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs>
1: so that's awesome
0: yeah. uh, are you excited
1: about the new lion king the real life
0: oh yes okay I am. all right cool. oh i'm then. gonna ball my eyes out i know i am and, and i admit it and i'm man enough to admit it and <laughs> if any man that's watched lion king tells me they don't get goosebumps when rafiki holds up simba and all the animals go crazy you're full of. <laughs> i'm sorry for the language but you are i'm sorry but yeah
1: yeah, I know. I got to go edit all your cuss words. My goodness. Uh, it's a family, family podcast here. I'm sorry. <laughs> nice. No, man. It's awesome. Good stuff, guys. Seriously, if I, if I was to think of a word that summarizes you guys, it's professionals. I think you oh, guys are you very much. professional. Thank so you. Thank, thank, you thank you both for, for being available today and look forward to getting Tied, this out we
0: have, there. we have a coupon code for your listeners. Whoa! About that? Wow. Self-promotion. That's right. So, culture 10. We'll take 10% Ooh. off any of our uh, team style breaks. You can load up your cart with as many breaks as you want. Use culture 10. Click add the coupon and you'll get 10% off.
1: Where do they go to do that?
0: On our website. Just sign up for an account. Load up a cart on our website. Type in culture 10. No space. And hit apply coupon and 10% will come off all your team style breaks. Awesome. Sportsboxbreaks.com. You got yes, it,
2: sir. Or you can get to it a little easier. SBB dot rip is a little short URL that we have. So, didn't yeah, get to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Kevin, always creating hacks. Tech <laughs> hacks.
2: Exactly. Custom short URL through Bitly. Come on. It's awesome. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Later. You